0: How do you take a stand when you see that what you've been given is not working? And even though systems may say that that is what you quote unquote should be doing and it should make you feel better, and still it doesn't, how do you choose to be the advocate for your own health and search out for something that is more than just a pill? And that is why it is my great pleasure to bring to you concluding our Black History Month special Of highlighting amazing female black owned businesses who are choosing to do life and business differently i had the privilege and the honor of working with dr tiffany m smith who is your holistic root cause treating psychiatric nurse practitioner she is a trailblazing doctorally prepared functional psychiatric nurse practitioner and the founder of aroma functional nutrition and one of the things i absolutely love about dr tiffany is the fact that One, she has the cutest relationship with her husband. It is so beautiful to see two empty nesters now just thriving at the peak of their just absolute love life. And it was her own husband's journey as a medical combat vet who was nearly bedridden due to chronic pain, depression, anxiety, hypersomnia, and PTSD that stimulated Dr. Tiffany, who has 30 years in medicine to seek out new treatments, new pathways, new possibilities to serve and support her man. She saw a concerning pattern of treatment that often resulted in patients being on medication for a lifetime without addressing the root cause of their issues, especially within the Black community. And what I love about Dr. Tiffany is that she chose to seek out new answers, to seek new knowledge, to seek new solutions, because the current solutions that the system was providing was not cutting it. And she's not just doing this for herself and her family, but now her community and the Black community at large, serving women and moms in helping their mental health, their perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, and to help them stop hiding behind the mask of everything is quote unquote fine, and actually be their authentic self with who they are in their communities, in their relationships, which is a start to healing. Dr. Tiffany is your holistic root cause treating psychiatric nurse practitioner, and I am so excited to have her dazzle your mind with the power of how you can actually take your health into your hands with ownership, personal responsibility, and just the tools and knowledge that Dr. Tiffany provides. And now I give you Dr. Tiffany M. Smith. While we make every effort to bring you the best and correct information, we are all still learning and I am simply presenting my views. I am not a licensed medical professional. And even for my guests who are licensed medical professionals, this podcast is purely for general informational, educational, and entertainment purposes. The use of any of this information on this podcast or materials linked in this podcast is at your own risk and you take full ownership of your results. This podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional medical treatment and or diagnosis. Always consult with a doctor for any medical issues you may be having. Welcome to the Crown Yourself Podcast, where together we build your empire and transform your subconscious stories about what's possible for your business, body, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm a master mindset coach, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, known to my clients as a game changer each week you get the conscious leadership strategies you need to help you reign with courage clarity and confidence so that you too can make the income and impact you deserve imagine this podcast as your royal invitation to step into your full potential and reign in your divine purpose your sovereignty starts here and your reign is now dr tiffany welcome to the crown yourself podcast it
1: is such an honor to see your face again well, thank you. It's good to see you too. And I'm glad to be here to share with your audience today.
0: So, as you've grown, because you have gone from allopathic psychiatry into holistic, into aromatherapy, and into functional nutrition as well. And you treat the whole patient. And tell us a little bit about your journey to this
1: revelation as to seeing, finding the root cause. Well, it started, you know, with my husband because he was experiencing PTSD, exacerbation, chronic pain, having sleep disturbances with depression and anxiety. And and all of this kind of progressively creeped up over time where, you know, you feel some pain, you keep going, you have this symptom, you keep going. And we're both in the medical field. And we're engaged in our healthcare system, but life wasn't getting better. The quality of life wasn't getting better. So we had to find a different way, a new approach. My husband said, forget all of this. This is not getting me where I want to be in life. We need to find something new and different. And we're both trained in this healthcare system. Now we got to find something different. What? <laughs> you know? And. You know, the emotional journey and feelings that we went through in that time period where you have this active, vibrant person, combat veteran, love of my life, now to almost the point of being bedridden, it was heartbreaking. I realized that I'm out here kind of doing life a little bit alone, raising our kids Because he's having these problems and we were doing everything right. What you're supposed to do, go see your doctor, you know, but it was just the circle either you got side effects or it's invasive or go see this other doctor, go see this other doctor. So we had to hunker down and really just kind of gather ourselves, set our intentions and identify how are we going to tackle this thing in the most holistic way healthy non-invasive way. And and that was the journey and and that's where our lives turned. And in that I realized there are other people that are experiencing the same thing and we don't want others to go through feeling lost, feeling alone, feeling hopeless, feeling like there are no solutions. And that's where the tra- the the transition came and we start to move forward with a holistic root cause treatment approach.
0: Did you ever feel on your journey that the medical system failed you? Or did, like, what, how did your beliefs have to shift around the
1: healthcare system as a whole? Well, we had to realize what the healthcare system actually is designed to do. You know, the healthcare system is designed to help you life-threatening situations, acute situations, meaning things that happen abruptly or are short-term. That's what our healthcare system is designed to do. Our healthcare system is not designed to make sure that you don't need the healthcare system. (laughs) It's not designed to make sure that you are staying healthy where you prevent those preventable acute stages. So I think we really gained respect as far as learning how to utilize what is available in the proper way. So in other words, I'm saying that we look at healthcare. If something's wrong with us, we just go there and it gets fixed. But that's not the result you always get. How many of us are taking the medications and doing what's supposed to be done, but we are still not? We're still not living our best life, right? You think you go to the doctor, you're going to live your best life because I'm engaged in the healthcare system, which is supposed to keep me healthy. But that's not what you find.
0: With that, if you could revolutionize the healthcare system, like to actually having it be not necessarily sick care but or acute care but actual health care what would if you were to like redesign
1: the entire health care system
0: what would that look like from a functional approach
1: from a functional approach i think that we need to have supporters so right now in our current healthcare care system i could identify that maybe as a case manager or a health coach but someone that's going to be there when you're born that can be someone you can bounce off of and talk about your health goals and you check, you know, like you check in with your doctor annually, you would check in with your, your life person, your life health person, you know, every so often as you're growing and developing through life is one thing. We need support. We need accountability as well. You know, if someone was there to help people when they're feeling at their lowest point, when they're feeling sad and depressed before they made that one stupid decision that, you know, when they gave in to their temptations, if someone was there to say, you're awesome sauce, I got you. You're amazing. Keep going. You're doing the right things," Would you have stepped off the ledge, you know, and made those poor decisions if we had someone there? And then it's about also, I would say, when when you take them from young through old, maintaining that level of health, maintaining that childlike spirit as you gain older, grow older, and have to deal with more serious tasks and responsibilities, how to still nurture and love and maintain that inner child. And if you do that, now you have you're happy. You're physically moving, you're surrounding yourself with love, and we would probably see a decrease in the violence, the tension, the, the trauma, you know, the stress, because we're all going to be this uh, this body of individuals that have human kindness and community.
0: So I know community has been such a huge value for you of what you're building, and what inspired you to get into the medical field
1: in the first place? Oh, wow. So this was in high school. Before I graduated high school, my goal was to go to school and be an electrical engineer. And just prior to graduate, it's my senior year. It's March of my senior year. And my grandfather had a stroke. And that was the first medical incident in my family everybody's healthy and you know, no health issues. I don't know anything about the healthcare system other than some of my family members work in hospital. That's all I know. And in the time that we engage with the healthcare system and we're all distraught, we're all hurt, in that time, that's when nurses and CNAs and and professionals within that healthcare system were so supportive to us. They were crying with us. And I said, that is it. That is the thing that I need to do. So at this point where I'm preparing to leave and go to college, I switched my major and went into nursing. And I moved in with my grandma, you know, because that's my grandpa that died. I moved in with her, stayed with her, stayed local, and went to college and became a nurse. There's a beautiful um, theme
0: with with you specifically that I have loved because I had the privilege of coaching you as well earlier this year. And it's how family shows up for each other. And when you think of that how could we apply that value into the healthcare system to change it in order to, so that people do feel like they have that support beyond having that, that life person, like what would it look like in a, in an appointment basis, like appointment to appointment for doctors to show that level of, of familial
1: care in a way. Not be rushed, you know, not have that seven minute clock that says you got one thing to tell me about one problem and then we're gonna address it and then I'm off. So what that means to prevent that is that we need to make sure that the healthcare providers are compensated where they don't have to shorten the visits um, and they can spend quality time with the client to hear them out, which is gonna help them hear the root cause and then actually treat the root cause and just be a human being. And it's hard for the medical provider to be a human being more instead of more like a medical robot because of the pressures of society upon them. Not bad people, nothing against them, it's just what they have to work within that makes the appointments very you know, robotic, impersonal, gotta keep it moving because if I don't, I can't pay the bills or I have my own stressors and things but if we're able to live a life with human kindness and not have to be stressed and pressure pressured then we can spend more time being a human being with another human being now you've created a whole new
0: paradigm with aroma functional nutrition psychiatry for how you address this issue and bring some humanity back into the medical field tell
1: us more about that My take on mental health is that mental health is everything and everything is mental health. And when you come into a psychiatric appointment, it's often just this focus on brain chemistry, serotonin and dopamine and and all of that when everything is affecting your mental health. If you leave the psychiatric appointment and you get into your car as a bucket, you know, and it don't, the starter don't turn over the first few times or it's on E and you're praying to God you can get home safe, that affects your mental health. If you go home and you don't feel loved, that affects your mental health. If you don't like the way you look in your clothes, It affects your mental health. So the mental health approach, one part of it is your environment. It's it's everything around you. And how does that make you feel? Another part is your own thoughts and beliefs. Another part is your physiology. And is your physiology, meaning, you know, what you're eating, your diet, your sleep, how is your body functioning? under these conditions. We hear a lot about stress and, you know, stress increases your cortisol, but it gets so much more deeper than that when you're dealing with lifelong trauma. When you're dealing with short-term trauma, your body responds, your body is affected. So you have to get functionality within the body. And that's where the functional part in our company comes from, understanding root cause. Where's the dysfunction in the body, in the environment, in the thought processes, you know, and anything else that pertains to that individual. And then we work to bring together a holistic treatment plan for them. How has your mental health
0: changed or been challenged along your journey? Not only (laughs) just going from being a nurse, but like, like going from, from, nursing and to psychiatry, to now running a business and growing a business that I know you have big ambitions
1: for. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, I am a go-getter. And so I have been challenged in a lot of ways. I mean, every way. One thing with entrepreneurs that I speak to is that entrepreneurs, we have a higher incident of mental health issues, you know. More than the general population. So, again, having that support and that sounding board and surrounding yourself with people um, is what you need. Having a coach like yourself to help keep you centered, keep you focused on what's really going on where you are. But yes, anxiety, <laughs> good and bad, You're, you got a vision. You're going for it. Yes, but then you feel like you're three months behind trying to get things done that you want to have in place. So it's finding, it's always finding a balance. And that's a fluid thing um, as you're moving through life. And so um, because I have, my spouse is my biggest supporter and he is my grounder. He grounds me. Having him has helped me not go, and spiral out, but really help me to say, okay, I know your ambitions here, you know, but from starting from here, we're going to just take it up to this point, and we're going to work our way up, you know. Or look, you you got to trust yourself that you'll get things done. So don't let yourself get worried and overly concerned because you will do the things that need to be done. So those are two areas the ambitions, you know, and getting it done and always feeling behind, you know, strategy and what's going on. But I do feel that one thing that I do think is that we, we, my husband and I work in this together is prepping our mindset for what the future is going to bring. And in that, I think that that has prevented any sort of imposter syndrome. You know, because we can see ourselves at the next level. We're always talking about the next level. What would it feel like? What does it look like? And so... It's easy to say, oh, I want to be a multimillionaire international business and all of that. But we take it in our incremental steps because, again, I got the big ambition, but he helps me break it down into these reasonable steps that help keep me grounded and say, OK, you know, we're going to go from 100,000 to 150 to 200 to 250 to or whatever the increments may be so that we're still feeling aligned spiritually with the goal that we have so we feel like we can always attain it we just have to again be fluid our energies are we making the right steps how do we feel about what we're doing and always just tapping back into ourselves how do we feel and where we are and I think that's how we've kind of made it through so far (laughs)
0: And what, because I know you work with a lot of entrepreneurs, what would you say are the common root causes, at least for entrepreneurs? Because anxiety is not the root cause. So what would you say is typically is it? Is it lack of sleep? (laughs)
1: Lack of sleep. That's huge because, yes, everybody has those ambitions and that big goal. And it's like, I got to do this yesterday, you know, so everything drops. (laughs) And so when you say lack of sleep, that's right on point. Um, but it, what needs to happen is, is finding that balance because you can only do so much. A delegation is an excellent task to know how to do. But that's one of the things that has been a challenge and has been a shift for me to go back to your other question is delegation. I have to take things off my plate and know what my lane is. Um, and sometimes uh, that's challenging to do you know because we all we we hold ourselves entrepreneurs hold ourselves responsible for the results within the organization and so it's hard to give that to someone else because at the end of the day it'll fall back on you and you know you could have done it right and that, 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 that. um but root cause is is lack of balance that shifts so when coming into entrepreneurship it's you're gonna have to say okay where's my time where's my flexibility what are my backup plans who's my support and that can help kind of and and i often teach you know, there's this jump in, jump out, jump on. And so you want to be in your business, away from your business and working on your business. And so you want to take your calendar, put different colors for those three things and see where are, where's your away time, you know, and then how much of it do you have in compared to being in and on? And then how much of that away time is you time, me time? and always keep yourself first because it's just like in anything else. You want to keep yourself first so that you can produce.
0: And I love what you said about the the responsibility of the entrepreneur for the results. And there's like that next level of delegation where there is, there's the delegating of the tasks, of the tactics, and the end strategy of the how, in essence. But then when you start delegating Responsibility, yes, on the leader, it still falls on you because that there's that response. Well, but when the responsibility is delegated, that's where you start to experience freedom because then other people pick up those pieces of of greater responsibility. Of uh, and they have more buy-in for this little part mm-hmm. of the project or the endeavor or the strategy pulling through. And I see that also with with correlating to health in a way is that. When people are prescribed a plan of action or when you see your patients are prescribed a plan of action, do you see them fully take that responsibility and that ownership? Or are there is there still a level of, oh, I'm going to do these tactics, but there's not, they're still looking for that pill?
1: I think that it's something that has to grow on you. So you have to have something that they can kind of slowly adjust to. Because our society, you know, as mentioned, we're, we're used to that pill, just go to the doctor and get fixed. So to to take on the mindset of I'm going to take control, I'm going to do these things to help me, myself, that's a whole mental shift. And so time is allowed, you know, you have to be patient and support for them to embody that. So yeah, they might be like, you know what? Forget this. <laughs> I'm going to go take that pill. But just start to take the pill a little less and start to increase, you know, your lifestyle functions or the supplementations or whatever over time. And then they start to swap. So it's that patience and support and mentoring that's going to help them embrace and embody that next phase of life.
0: Yeah. And the the need for support and so. This is like a beautiful common theme of the need for support and the need for community. And how has your community evolved or changed as as you've grown not only in your own mental health and wellness, but also in growing a business that is supporting others in their health and mental wellness?
1: You know, one of the, the challenges, I love community. I love to bring people together. I like people to share. and. I'm trying to reimagine my community and what that'll look like, so that's it's even more dynamic. So I'm in still in the process of this. Is there a reason you know, I don't want to just have here's resources or just everybody come and just dump your thoughts. But I'm trying to identify and create this this new community that can be more robust and really supportive. And that's where I am right now today but what i have is i have my a wellness program and in that it we have our mentoring and then we'll have group sessions around that and we're going to just build it out from there and engage and let the community breed the next level of what community is going to look like uh, for the future we want to take community and 2.0 it you know and take it to the next level so that everyone is always feeling supported um so I got thoughts around it, but I don't have a complete thought of what that might look like yet.
0: I'm so curious as to what community next level looks like.
1: Like as far as what what is it what does it feel like as far as well, I think that there has to be accountability. There also has to be buddy systems because I'm a part of communities, mm-hmm. but I'm not engaged. I'm not I don't have accountability to be engaged. And so I think having somebody's having ways for people to connect. And so with that, I would have more. Um, I did workshops uh, with the BIPOC Bicoc- community and created these sort of inner communities and helped people connect within that with the knowledge that I shared. And I think that that's definitely going to be one component so people can start to talk to each other and start to connect with each other. And that's going to help have a more dynamic community. Um, and also it's going to make allow people to feel the safety within the community where they can say those things that they can't say anywhere else, but then also know that that support is coming. They won't be berated. They will be supported and, and nurtured and moved forward. Um, so that's that's my thoughts around that. Being the extraordinary Black woman that you
0: are doing such great work for your community, what are the problems that you've seen, particularly with um, the health of BIPOC individuals, as far as their functional health?
1: Mm. There is a lot of generational trauma around the healthcare system and the BIPOC community. And that is why I want to emphasize what you can do yourself. I'm a DIYer, you know, and there's so much we can do. There's so much control that we have. And so that's what I want to impart is that if you say to yourself, oh, man, she mentioned the environment. I do not like, you know, my the way my house makes me feel. You know, I don't like my boss. You know, these," you start to I want to help you to put spotlights On different areas of your life that you can right now, today, this minute, start to make changes towards that can help you towards better mental health. At the end of the day, I don't want you to need me. I want you to be health independent, you know, where you know, understand you, and there's a lot you can do for yourself. And then, once you know, you've, you're kind of like, I've done it all, <laughs> you know, then come see me. I'm here to get down to that super deeper, duper root cause, you know, because initially what I found was it was the basic stuff, not sleeping, not eating, bad relationships, and all of that. And but when you remove that, then it often there were no more problems, you know, those were the root causes. So that type of stuff, I want to give you awareness. work through. Now, when we get into the deeper lifelong trauma, now we got a lot of physiological dysfunction and other and mindset things that we need to work through and clear up as well. And that's when you'll want to say, "Okay, I need to step in and do a little bit more deeper dive. So for those just starting out, the purpose of the wellness program is to start to get your lifestyle cleaned up, start to look at your life, nutrition, sleep, your health, and naturally optimize your health. And then you say, what's left? What's still my issues or challenges? And then we go ahead and dig, take another deeper dive and and dig into those things. So I can take you from where you are and get you to where you want to be. And we can do that over time. And that's what our wellness programs are about. So with the support for
0: BIPOC individuals with healing that generational trauma, how does like if you were to give a specific example as to like how that manifests within the body and what type kind of comes up through and into people's nutrition or how that manifests and showcases itself in yeah. the choices that they're making as far as what food they're putting into their body.
1: Yeah, let's run through a few things. Number one, hormonal imbalance. You may have a hard time with acne you know, um, especially acne around the chin. You may get this rash on the back. Weight gain is another thing. It may be hard for you to lose weight or you're having cravings and uh, things like that. You're, you're trying to be healthy, but you just, for whatever reason, can't shed weight or what have you. And, and you can just have these emotional and mental blocks, um, energy blocks, if you will. Um, Just things that are within you, it's within your nervous system, difficulty sleeping and you don't know why. You've tried everything, melatonin and all the sleep stuff. Um, Relationships, it's hard to trust. Or that one time you did trust, you got burned and so now you can never trust again. Um, You must always have a very high level of control. You know, your defense, you're always on. You know, because you have to always be on guard, protecting, watching everything. Um, You keep people at distance. You don't let people in. You don't let people know how you feel. So you hold it. You learn to bottle things inside. And that can overspill into maybe not good things. To help you release, that's where maybe alcohol and drugs, or, or I don't know, binge watching Netflix, you know, could, could be something that you do, um, or it could result in you taking up kickboxing class and and running. I mean, but we have these, these you know, th- that being able to express ourselves because. Mm-hmm. All the cultures tell me how, you know, you're supposed to not let the neighbors see, don't let them know you feel like this or feel like that. Being vulnerable is a negative thing um, because now you can get hurt. So our relationships can suffer. Um, Problems with authority can be a challenge, you know. Boss, it can be a trigger word, you know. And so a lot of things that we don't even consider can be generational and not necessarily coming from us. You know, I've had some energy work done and they were like, oh, you have this generational, you know, this uh, insecurity or feeling unworthy and it's not yours. It was brought down and we're going to release that. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Really? You know, really shocked. But it's it's not always you, and, and I'm speaking to the BIPOC women, it's not always you that are the reason or are the source of some of the challenges that you face. It just trinkles down genetically and subconsciously from our parents and elders and how they do things. And so we have... To just realize it's not always us sometimes it's something bigger than us and we're doing the best we can in our current situations and how we move and move forward and i love to think about it in the
0: perspective that you know it's not always us and just speaking as a woman who's experienced trauma and has had generational trauma and healed a lot of it but how powerful are you that you get to be the one to heal it (laughs) <laughs> and I know you had some powerful breakthroughs when we did some timeline therapy and, and work through yeah. that with hypnosis and the ability to look at generational trauma, because so often when we get stuck in the, the cycle of the drama triangle mm-hmm. where the victim, villain, hero, when we're stuck in that triangle, we sometimes you're the victim of the past generational trauma experience and crap that you went that your your forefathers went through. And right. It's not and it has been studied this. And if if you're ever curious about the studies, um, just look into the studies with rats and cherry blossoms. And
1: also I'd like and, you to share that. I yeah. think that's very important for your audience to hear. Share the, the cherry blossom and the rat.
0: Yeah. So there's there is it was an experiment that was done with rats that was about where they gave the rats a scent of a cherry blossom, and then they gave them an electric shock. And then they breeded the rats, and within five generations, they actually found that their the rats would still respond with the same trauma response even without receiving the electric shock, when they would smell the cherry blossoms, they would uh, experience the same amount of trauma. And Dr. Valerie Rain, who was on this podcast, she also talked a lot about that because she wrote the book on patriarchy, stress disorder, and, and all the, the challenges sometimes with with women generationally with money, because we've only technically been able to make money for 200 years. And so no wonder There may be some generational trauma that may have been passed down that may not even be ours. So Mm -hmm. it is our responsibility, though, to do the healing. And how powerful are we that we got to come into this lifetime at this time to be able to be the ones to do
1: it? Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I want to empower everyone to know. We can heal. We can change the dynamic. We can move forward and be better for it. And how did your husband heal? (laughs)
0: <laughs> to bring it full circle.
1: So one, energetically, he healed because I got healed. And so because I asked, okay, I want my husband to heal as well, but how he ain't gonna come to this to study these sessions. They said, well when you clear your energy and you get in a better space, you heal those around you. And with healing some of the generational uh, energies, I've healed family members, as well, by me taking on that healing. As far as my husband and his mobility, I mean, right now he's out in the ranch. You know, we he managed our chickens. He's doing our gardening, and um, he gets over like he gets like twenty thousand steps in a day because he's so busy. And I mean, he has hashtag step goals. Okay. So he's awesome sauce. Um, I still provide aromatherapy and that touch and that massage to him, which just, of course, strengthens our relationship, but it also heals with all of his activity. And, And he's just amazing and a lovely person. And we are living this life together. We are in our phase we call grown and sexy. We've just empty nested our last child. And so that's how we're living life right now. I have to say,
0: Dr. Tiffany, that when I've seen you and your husband together, you two are so dang cute, <laughs> You are so, you are living your best life together. You are, it, it is like how you light up when you talk about him. It is so beautiful to see what is your magical secret, if any, or or if many, for the success of such a thriving, beautiful relationship that you've had for so long?
1: Yes. So the first thing, and when I work with couples, these are the things I, I, I go through, is number one, do you want to be together? <laughs> I mean, really, do you want to be together? And um, sometimes the answer isn't always yes, but for us, it's a yes. Um, Do you trust each other? The trust is a big part, especially when we just talked about the things with the BIPOC community and and the generational trauma. Um, Trust can be a very huge thing. Not that the person may not deserve it. You just may not have it to give, you know, and it takes time to give. People may say, you know, trust needs to be earned. So um, but we fully trust each other for us. We had an intuitive union. We knew when we saw each other, it's on you, the one. And and from that moment forward, we've been together. And so what do you feel in your spirit? What do you feel in your heart in regards to your relationship? Because I can say prior to him having relationships, I knew this ain't going nowhere. This isn't the one, you know. So this is just going to be whatever for right now you know, to have a relationship experience. But I feel that in your heart, you know the truth. And we sometimes don't accept the truth. We will try to be like, well, you know, he's all right. She's all right. Or, you know what, he'll, he'll get it. You know, I'll just give him some time or give her some time. And so really following your heart and speaking from your heart. So anytime we may have a disagreement or something, you know what it boils down to, him trying to please me or me trying to please him and our lines got crossed. Somewhere a miscommunication happened, but we find the bottom line is we're just over here trying to love each other. So when you get into situations with your special person, what's really at the root here Um, What's what's really what you're feeling? What are you protecting? Uh, What are you trying to give or share? So it really is about not sugarcoating your true feelings, but really being open. You know, you know, you know, when you feel that person's cheating or they're not honest or they're not true, you feel that in your spirit, your energies do connect and it's just about being real with it even if you if it's something there and it's not cheating or something big but you still feel something you got to acknowledge that and dig deeper so really getting into your intuition and being truthful with yourself and then express what you feel you know if it's love if it's happiness and its energy dig into that you know feel it express it enjoy it do it better deeper stronger together Mm. don't let life be that distraction that pulls you apart don't let parenthood pull you apart don't let work pull you apart okay find a way to do it together and be together and love together every single day
0: Mm. i love your framework for love and relationships and uh You also, I mean, I know, I I think you were the one client that I didn't have to, that I didn't have to give the homework of, uh, you know, getting some more intimate time with your spouse and like, right. because I cannot tell you how many, how often as a coach, just from a business standpoint, like Mm -hmm. the money is intimately tied with your relational, your intimacy with your partner. And that's... It's been something that I've consistently, regularly given as homework.
1: But yeah, you, you and Horace, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a, part of who you are. It's a foundation, yeah. one of the foundations of who you are. So if that's not fulfilled, you can't fulfill other things. It's just like eating. If you're hungry, I mean, you can only do so much because your energy is low and you're lightheaded, you know, yeah. <laughs> things like that. So it's just one of those foundational um, bottles that you need to keep filled.
0: Yeah. And with that, the the other thing that I just I love about you, Dr. Tiffany, is you have such a strong foundation in allopathic medicine, but you also have, you also talk about energy and intuition and spirit and the soul. Mm-hmm. Was that always in your vernacular yeah. when you were in studying or like it was always a part of it? You
1: always a part of me you yeah. know, and who I am. I mean, that's a part of how I survive through life. It is being a kid and everything, you don't know all the laws and rules of living, you know. So, all you have is you and what you think. And so, I had to dig within myself and say, Okay, what do I want? What do I want this to look like? For example, you grow up and you start liking boys and dating. What do I want from this? You know, what does this look like? You know, do I want this kind of attention or that kind of attention? What does it mean to me to have a boyfriend or not have a boyfriend? Sure. You know, as you're growing up. So, just staying in tune with myself, um, being open spiritually. Um, and, and I didn't grow up in the church, you know, so it's not like it was is this religion is preached into me. It's just that you are you just know that you are a part of something bigger spiritual and being open to hearing what it is that you need to hear. And that's kind of how I was raised to stay safe and move forward and make decisions in my life.
0: Was that ever was that belief ever challenged when you were going through medical school? Challenged in how they taught us to treat people? Either how they taught you to treat people or how they taught you to think about uh, medicine or how they taught you to think about the body? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that all of it, so yeah, like I said, it has its place. And I respected it in its place. Mm -hmm. I expected medicine in its place. But I saw there needed to be more on the other side for the whole human, not just that thing. So I came in knowing I wanted to be more than just a prescription writer, a pill pusher, drug dealer. You know, I wanted to take care of the person. And the question is, how do I fully take care of an individual? It's more than just what they taught me, you know. And then my husband's journey actually gave all the answers and how to put that in place and treat the whole person. Yeah. And so how does aromatherapy play into it? Aromatherapy is so beautiful. It is, so my husband didn't want to take nothing by mouth, no invasive procedures, you know, but still wanted to not have pain, you know, and be okay. How in the heck? That's all we know, right? And so uh, aromatherapy is this non- invasive, gentle way, holistic and natural way of giving some therapeutic benefit in a loving way. And, and that's what aromatherapy has been for us. It We will go to oil in a minute and just love each other with it. You're having this issue, honey, let me put this on you, you know, and it's just so loving. So aromatherapy equals love to us. <laughs> and, I don't feel, I don't push aromatherapy in the practice or anything. I push what works for you um, and whatever that may be. And aromatherapy was the thing for us. Well, it was a part of the pair. uh, I want to say triad Mm -hmm. of things for us. And I want to help people find that thing that works for them, that helps them. And then if aromatherapy is something they're interested in, while I'm not giving anything specific Towards that, a lot of my colleagues are amazing and have very specific focuses in utilizing aromatherapy to help in a lot of different ways, and so I have resources for that. Um, but aromatherapy was the one thing that first got him up and out the bed and moving.
0: What was that magical mix of
1: events <laughs> that got him up out of bed and moving? It's a proprietary blend by AF, <laughs> <laughs> But just know that with with these oils, I mean, the medications come from plant or originally so down the line, came from plants and these sources. And when you can get a good oil and the right blends, I had to go to aromatherapy school to figure it out. But there are blends and people making blends with these oils that can have profound effects that can be, as effective as a Percocet or a Xanax. And it's really, really powerful. They can't proclaim that they're going to do these things, you know, but they have aromatherapy has really made significant impacts in a lot of people's lives without having to have the side effects that come, you know, with the taking of medication. They both have their pluses and minuses. I may, like I could take an naproxen for 12 hours where I may need to apply some essential oils, you know, three or four hours to do another application. So they have your pluses and minuses, contraindications, which is why I went to school because no one was giving me that knowledge in how to properly use the oils. But once I learned, he got up and engaged back in life and we were committed not to ever have to go there again.
0: Wow, that is such I mean the the power of scent and how it can work through the body and mm-hmm. all, I'm all for plant power as much as possible.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right? Natural. We we know these things intuitively. Mm-hmm. And it's always about just getting back to you, getting back to who you are and what makes you happy. What does your gut say? And you'll figure it out. Yeah. Dr. Tiffany, I have loved our conversation. and
0: I would love to move into some rapid fire, if you're ready. Okay. Who is your favorite female character in a book or a movie and why?
1: I like the, the young lady in Wakanda. Oh, Black Panther. Yeah, Wakanda for... Black Panther. Black Panther? <laughs> yeah, she was amazing. Yes. I love that embracing your power. You know, and and getting out of there, and and just that w- the warrior spirit and the woman king. I love it. Yeah, what woman would you want to trade places with, dead or while well li-
0: like while well alive today or alive while she was living, just for a day to be in her body, see how she thought, experience the world?
1: Um, I would say someone way back in the day in slavery times that was thinking and. Pro- protecting the family, you know. Harriet Tubman? She comes to mind, but there's so many more women, yeah. but someone of that time. Mm. Just that strength. It just overpowers me with what they did. You know, some someone from then. Yeah, yeah. What is your morning routine? Morning routine, time with my husband. that's how we set the morning off right so that's the most important and best part of the day is time with him um and then when I feel that that cup has been filled I'll move into my day um where I may exercise um may start breakfast just kind of every day is different and I think that when it comes to a morning routine you have to be fluid and so the most important thing is my time with him so um Number one, it's just that, and I say that because you know, when you realize how short life is and that anything could happen at any minute, I don't want any regrets, and so I'm gonna soak up all the time I can, you know, with him and us doing all the things we like and the goodness I can because we are not guaranteed tomorrow, and so that is the so what, whatever that is, that's in the morning with my husband. Mm-hmm.
0: What is your evening routine to set you up for such a glorious morning? Same
1: thing. (laughs) Same thing. You know, we start and we end it same way. You know, being together, loving each other, you know, in the middle, we're living life and we're doing things and that, 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 that. But we got to shut it down, cut the world off and be together. And when we come into the day, we're going to start it together. With that same energy on that same page. And that's just the most, I'd have it no other way. Mm. I mean, you literally beam every every time.
0: (laughs) Every time you talk about them. Every time. I love it. It is just, (laughs) it is your hashtag relationship goals all the way. (laughs) (laughs) And that is after having children and being an empty nester. Like, amazing. What? And business owner. And yeah. Empty nester, business owner, and just all around badass in her fields, like and <laughs> hashtag relationship goals.
1: So the uh what do you define to be your queendom? How do I define my queendom? Living in my truth, being honest with myself, um, and not doing anything I don't want to do, not whether not because it's society uh, recognized like handshaking. I cut that. I stopped handshaking. I don't want to shake your hand. You know, no, you know, certain things like that in our society are invasive upon us. People make you answer your questions. How are you today? I don't want to tell you how I'm doing today. So therefore I won't, you know, so just being who I am unapologetically in life, always in reaching for all of the abundance that is for me i want all my abundance i want all the life and love that is meant for me by the universe and so i go in expecting and receiving and giving in the spiritual way every day that's Amazing. my queendom and lastly dr tiffany how do you crown yourself by being true to myself. I want to say the reason why my thoughts go back to my husband is because he actually helps me crown myself. You know, when I'm when I'm worked up about something, I'm nervous or anxious about something, I'm feeling some kind of way about this or that, he helps me get unstuck and brings me to a calm place and helps me get back to me and make sure i'm putting me first make sure that i am wearing my crown and i'm not scatterbrained i'm not mm-hmm. just you know oh oh my gosh you know the sky has fallen or anything like that and so i have to say that you know he allows me to have me time he will be like you know what you need some time i'm gonna go do this you know and let you have some time to yourself He recognized those things where I didn't. I didn't. And now I'm realizing, and he serves as an example. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, you're going to go with the veterans and go ride a trike? What woman groups am I in? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. and it, it helped. He is such an example to help me. That's why I think men and women are just so beautiful, you know, together and how we're different and look at things different. And that's the differences we bring. Women are serious, boys boys play, you know. And so it helps me to crown myself to, I'm learning to play. I'm learning to let go. I'm learning to relax more. And in those ways is how I feel. By allowing that to happen, I'm putting my crown on. I'm allowing myself, like I talked about earlier, that me mm-hmm. and her child, I'm bringing that child out. We are going to play and have fun. And let me tell you, he bought me every toy, you know, so (laughs) I need need to engage. You know, I have my flute. I have a bike. I have ATVs. We have all these things, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that is what our grown and sexy life is about. That's why we coined it. And that's what we're going to do is live in that space. And that's how I am crowning myself. And that's living in my full potential, having adventure and and experiences and joy and happiness. Mm, I love it. Dr. Tiffany, how do we work with you? How do we reboot with you and uh, get to the root cause? Hey, the first thing is I would love to give your audience a gift. I would love to give them the love thyself 21 day journey and all you have to do is text self love as a compound word no space to 702 919-4249 our love our life it all begins with how we feel about ourselves and then it spills into the world so it just helps you take some time for you it helps you uh, fall in love with you again put yourself on the calendar. So I would love for your audience to just start that journey with themselves. So that's again texting self love to 702-919-4249. And will that the description as well. Now also um, I'm offering weekly classes where I'm educating about our bodies and 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 how we can optimize our health. And so you can find information about that um, and other things that I have going on on Instagram at dr.tiffanym.smith. And there you'll find loads of things about what I got going on. I'm always speaking, I'm writing, I'm always up to something.
0: <laughs> yep. And so with that, definitely get in, get some self love, and also. Get in with Dr. Tiffany so that you get to the root cause of those issues and you're able to heal that environment internally and externally. As always, my fellow sovereigns, own your throne, mind your business because your reign is now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and start creating a bigger impact now by sharing this with a friend. Just by doing that one simple act of kindness, you are creating a royal ripple to support more people in their sovereignty. And if you're not already following on social media, connect with me everywhere at crownyourself.now for more inspiration. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules. Because today, you crown yourself.